We are going to do another episode from the car in, with the AirPods. I listened back to the last one and it wasn't too bad. Um, but today we're going to talk about success and what successful people know and what successful people do. Um, and I want to start with just a little life update about myself. I will be ordering podcast equipment very, very soon. I would say in the next two weeks, I'll definitely have a home studio. And depending if Jamie wants one for our office too, we'll be getting one there, which will be awesome because then I'll have three different locations that I can record from with great sound quality in three different counties of where I live, which is great. Um, but for now, just when things come to me, I just, usually I'll just jot down a note and come back to it. But sometimes I just think about something so much and about what I want to say and share that I just want to get it out there. So, and it always serves me well, because then I have recorded content to just edit and post on Monday. Um, but I am on day 25, I think, day 25 of 75 hard. Um, and it's been, it's been really, really great. The last three to five days or so have probably been the hardest for me. I just, I don't, I think I'm a little bit sick because I can hear it in my voice, but I don't really feel sick. But I think that just comes with a little bit of sluggishness. The weights have felt a little bit heavier in the gym. Um, you know, it's kind of like peeling myself off the couch to get that second workout in. But I'm just, I'm a committed person. When I commit to, to anything, it could be the smallest thing. If I tell you I'm going to go out to dinner with you, I am going out to dinner with you. Um, if I say I'm going to do 75 hard, I'm doing 75 hard. There's no, there's really no wiggle room. And that has come, I mean, I think my parents did a great job of teaching me discipline and doing the right thing and being proud of the work that you've done. And you never half-ass anything. It doesn't matter if you're I'll never forget my dad said, if you're drying the dishes, when you're done drying the dishes, you should be proud that all the dishes are dry. You don't, you don't half-ass it. You don't just kind of pat them down and put them away. And it's so funny because when I was a kid, that just annoyed me so bad. And now I get it. It's when you pay attention to those details in your life, like drying the dishes and making sure that they're dry before you put them away, it seems so silly. But if you have that attention to detail, just imagine the level of attention to detail you're going to have in your business and in your relationships and in the goals in your life and the little daily actions that you have to take to ultimately get you to where you want to go. So I'm just, I'm very thankful and very proud that I now have that skill. And I have that skill because I've developed it over legitimately the last 10 years or so. Um, and I do, I, I consider myself successful. And the great thing about success is you get to define it for yourself. And there's no version of success that's any more worthy or valuable than another version of success. Um, some people may have no goals to open a business, to run a business, to become a millionaire. And that's a hundred percent. Okay. Maybe their, their version of success, their definition of success is being the best possible mother or father to their kids and growing that relationship every single day and being the best parent out there. 
And if that's your goal and you're working at it every day, that is 100% as worthy and valuable as somebody who wants to run a successful business and hit high numbers and have those goals. They're both 100% success. It's just how you define it. And I think that's really important to recognize because, I mean, I guess my podcast specifically, I do talk about money and success in businesses a little bit more than maybe our other goals in life. But that doesn't mean you can't still take the takeaways that I have from these podcasts and apply it to your goal, whatever that goal may be. And however small that goal may seem, if it's your goal, then you get to measure your success against that goal. So when I say that I think I'm successful, it's because I'm at a point in my life where I'm making more money than I've ever made and honestly ever imagined before two years ago, I never, ever, ever fathomed making six figures. I just kind of accepted that I was an average middle class, you know, 50, 60,000. That's a great salary. Um, And I just kind of blasted through that idea of what's possible because that's another great thing. You get to decide what's possible for your life and nobody can tell you differently. I mean, if someone had looked at me and said, you'll never make six figures. You have a degree in psychology. What are you going to do with that? You'll make 40,000 at the most full-time job. You know, that's fine, but there's always a way. There's always a, a possibility that you can explore to expand your life. And I know that there's no limit, not just to money, but there's no limit to the amount of relationships I can build. There's no limit to how much I can grow my team and help them succeed. There's no limit to how deep I can push my relationships and cultivate the kind of environment that I want to be in and by people that I want to be surrounded by. So I think it's just a good reminder. You get to define what success is and nobody else gets to tell you what it is. And if your goal is to make $30,000 a year and you're doing that, you are successful. Now, the thing about success is it's not going to happen without very conscious effort. And I've developed a really good routine. I've developed really good habits that I have seen really quickly develop and push my life and develop and push my business and myself and my character. And I think. Successful people in the world, people who consider themselves successful, have somewhat of these certain, same certain qualities. For example, I think most, if not all, successful people out there have some kind of a morning routine. And for me, it's waking up at 5.30. There's no laying in bed. I don't get up at 5.31. I get up at 5.30. When my, the watch on my wrist just vibrates to wake me up. And it scares me every time. And I, I just roll right out of bed. And the reason that's so important is if you lay there, even for a minute or two minutes or five minutes, your brain is going to be saying a lot of things to you that are not going to get you out of bed. You're going to be thinking, man, I'm so tired. All oh, this bed's so comfortable. I don't really have to get up. I'm just going to lay here for two more minutes. That's not what successful people do. And I don't think if if you're someone who just lays in bed and listens to that negativity in your brain that listens to the compromise of what you have already planned and decided ahead of time, that's a habit you've got to break because you have to build trust with yourself. The only way to be successful is if you can trust yourself. 
and you believe that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, even the tiniest little things, because I really think that's what success is. It's showing up for the little things consistently every single day, the attention to those little details. It's not the massive action that you take. I really don't believe that. I think it's the little things that you do, the little work that you do on yourself and your character to be better. And that reminds me, um, yesterday we had a fantastic meeting with our team and Jamie and I sat down with our team for, it was probably close to an hour and a half. We just sat there and talked about our team success and how great we're doing and what it's going to take to get to the next level. And it was just such an energizing meeting to be surrounded by the people that Jamie and I have chosen to be surrounded by. And just all of us getting kind of fired up together and so happy and feeling so successful, but knowing that we have barely scraped the surface of what's possible for our team. And the mission statement that Jamie and I came up with, it took a lot of tweaking. We sat down, we had kind of a general idea, and then we just kept tweaking little words. It took us, it took us a while, but we came up with our mission statement, which is we will continuously grow ourselves and the idea of what's possible to better serve our community, our team, and our families. And I think it's the most beautiful sentence in the world because it's everything we stand for. We continuously, every single day, are trying to be a better version of ourselves than we were yesterday. And if you're not doing that, I don't know how it's possible to get better in every aspect of your life. You have to focus on yourself. You have to focus on what are my weaknesses and how can I work on them? What are my strengths and how can I put them out there in the world? And you have to, you have to own up to it. You have to face yourself. You have to be honest with yourself, which I know a lot of people out there and you can, you can pinpoint them because they're typically the people, it's just hard to believe what they're saying. It's like they, they constantly bail on what they say they're going to do. Um, they don't show up when they say they're going to. And it just, it breaks down the trust between you and that person. But I think it's also a huge indicator that that person has no trust with themselves. They don't have the discipline or trust to follow through with what, they're, what they say they're going to do. And I honestly think at that point, success is impossible. And there's nothing wrong with being at that point because we all, at one point or another in our lives, we were there. That's the starting point. And then you just... Sometimes we have kind of a monumental shift and sometimes it just is a small shift every day over time, but we realize we've got to take responsibility. We have got to own our strengths and our weaknesses and our actions, and we have to work on ourselves every day. And I was listening to two specific podcasts this morning. One was by Brooke Castillo, who is the owner of the Life Coach School, who revolutionarily, I think that's a word, changed my perspective on life about two, three years ago, completely shifted, honestly, the way I think about everything. And it, it was extremely life-changing for me over the last three years or so. But I was also listening to Andy Frisella, who is the owner of First Form and the owner, I guess is the right word, of 75 Hard. He created the program. And I love, if you, if you do 75 Hard, the day before you start, read the book, 75 Hard. It's a quick read. You could probably read it in an hour or two, spread it out over a day or two. That's fine. But it just makes you realize that there is zero compromise. 
zero. You don't drink seven eighths of a gallon of water. You drink a gallon of water or you start over at day one. You don't accidentally miss your progress picture or you start over at day one. You don't do a 40, a 40 minute workout. You do a 45 minute workout or you start over at day one. And it's that level of attention to detail over 75 days that just, it just awakens something in you and you become so aware, so aware of your own shortcomings, the all the, the places in your life where you are self-sabotaging and not on purpose. And sometimes it goes under the radar, but when you do 75 hard, they say, I think there are studies that show it takes 21 days to create a habit. And there's maybe some science to behind that. But 21 days of doing something, I don't believe creates a habit. I think it's step one of creating a lifelong habit. If you make it 21 days, that's an indication that you can keep going. But that doesn't mean you will. I don't think it inherently just creates a habit in you. And I think that's why he made it 75 days. Because it's not, it's, it's a short amount of time. It's not six months. It's not a year. It's not five years. But it's also not just three weeks. And you can make a lot of changes in three weeks, but I don't think you can create a habit that's a lifelong change in 21 days. And I actually think that is possible in 75 days because it's going to, it's almost, what is that? Almost three months. It will monumentally shift the way you see yourself, the way you see the world, what's important to you, how you prioritize your time, what you do with your time. And you just realize time is our most valuable and non-renewable resource. And that's scary. I mean, if you wrote down how you spend the hours of the day that you're awake and then broke it down into percentages, maybe you work 50% of the day and you watch TV 25. Like if you broke down what you're doing, would you be horrified at how much time you're truly wasting, not, not producing anything, not interacting with people, not sharing ideas. We're just consuming. We are definitely a culture of consuming rather than creating. And I think honestly, that gets worse every single year. We just consume more and more and more. And it shows, I mean, the, I think, especially after COVID, the number of people on medication skyrocketed. Um, the number of people, I think it was the highest alcohol consumption the, the world has ever seen in that few month period where the world shut down. And I guarantee there's more subscriptions to Netflix and YouTube TV. And I can also say this from experience. I consumed more food, alcohol, and TV than I ever have during that stretch. And so I'm not, I'm not putting people down for, for doing that. I'm not, you know, I was one of them. And that's why I feel like I can say it. Our culture is just obsessed with consuming. And I think it's the quickest way to dig yourself in a hole of depression because we have brains that are so fantastic and so incredible. And what does research say? We only use what 10% of our brain capacity. And how many of us are using closer to 1%? We're not thinking about anything. We're not creating anything. We go to work, we come home, we eat dinner, we cut the TV on, we go to bed. Where in there have you created anything for yourself and your family? 
and I digress because this has gone a completely different direction than where I wanted it to go. But I think it's all so important and it does come back to success because if you're one of those people who just constantly consumes, 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 you consume alcohol, you consume drugs, you consume TV, you consume food, and there's little to no creation every single day where you spend time with your brain, you spend time journaling, meditating, creating ideas, creating music. It could be anything that's important or valuable to you. But if you realize you're one of those people who's really just consuming, scrolling social media, all that stuff, I think it's imperative that you ask yourself why and if it's something you want to continue doing. Because I, I think when we use our brains, when we spend time with our brains, when we spend time with other people's brains, is when we really come the most alive. It's when we feel the best. And that could change a lot of people's lives. If they can just recognize all I'm doing is consuming and I'm miserable and I'm depressed and I don't want to leave the house and I have social anxiety, stop consuming and start creating. And it might sound like that's too simple and too easy to be true, but if that's what you think, then try it for at least 21 to 75 days and report back to me and let me know. But back to the whole discussion of success, I think, again, that morning routine, everyone's got one. So I wake up at 5.30, I put on YouTube, and I just pick any motivational video that's 15 to 20 minutes or so. I make a cup of coffee and a little bit of food, and I just sit there and watch and listen. And that gets me fired up for the day, even if I don't realize it. Because every now and then I'll put on Netflix instead, and the change that it has in my day is something I can't ignore. I mean, it's blatantly obvious when I turn Netflix on and go to the gym, I'm sluggish. The weights feel heavy. I don't want to be there. My brain is thinking negative thoughts because I started my day with staring at a screen and just watching other people live their lives or watching a show that does nothing for me instead of watching something motivational that gets me fired up for the day that I can take with me to the gym. It's a monumental shift. And So that's why I I wake up and I watch something motivational on YouTube. It could also be a podcast. Then I listen to a podcast on the way to the gym that gets me fired up for the gym. And then actually today at the gym, I was listening to a podcast and I really enjoyed that. Um, And I think that's another big thing that successful people do is they have some sort of mentor or some sort of some source of inspiration that they're listening to or watching or tuning into pretty much every day. And the reason for that is if you have no one to look up to, if you have no one inspiring you, you're really only getting ideas from your own brain um, and from what you see and consume around you, which can be okay, but I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough to get you fired up. I think it's enough to create a little something, to create a little momentum, but sometimes you just need that outside voice. Like Andy Frisella is intense. He is aggressive. Um, I think a lot of times he crosses a line into being just plain rude, but it fires me up because he's so real and he says everything with such a passion. That's like, it's just undeniable. And that's the kind of thing that I want in my life because most people don't walk around, you know, getting in your face and cussing at you and telling you you're being lazy. Like you need to step it up. And Andy Frisella takes that to a whole nother level. And I, I actually used to hate it. I remember telling Jamie, like, he is just not my cup of tea. 
And now, like, I get it. And I do think he still crosses the line. He can be a little ruthless sometimes, but 90% of his content is what I need to hear. And I take so much value out of what he has to say. And it helps me every day. It helps give me content. It helps make my workouts better. It helps me push myself in my business. So there's two things, a morning routine and some source of inspiration that you can tune into or watch or listen to every day. And that might just be a person in your life that you talk to every day that is doing more than you, is doing something that you really look up to. But having that feedback every day, that constant push is, I think, what you need. Um, And we also talked about the third thing, which is attention to detail, the little tasks, showing up consistently. You know, if you think about your business, let's say you have a business or a job and you show up once or twice a week, but in those one to two days, you're there for eight hours, you're working hard, right? How successful do you really think you can be? Two out of seven days of the week, you're putting in a lot of work. Let's translate that to the gym. If you go to the gym twice a week for an hour, you might maybe make the tiniest insignificant progress after a year. But honestly, more than anything, you've wasted your time. Truthfully, why go to the gym two days a week and work really hard when you could just go four, five, or six days a week for less time, not work as hard, and triple to quadruple your gains? It just doesn't make sense. We have to look at it as being consistent in our everyday lives. Every single day, we're consistent in what we do, in what we believe in, and what we say we're going to do. And number four, this is a huge one. We have a vision for our life. We set goals and we have a vision for where we want to be in 10 years, in 20 years, in 40 years. We know where we're going because without a vision and without a goal, you're just aimlessly wandering around seeing what might happen. And guess what? Nothing's going to happen. If you have a vision that in 10 years, I'm going to live in a $500,000 house, it's going to be blue, it's going to have a spare bedroom so that we can have an awesome podcast studio, it's going to have four bedrooms upstairs, we're going to have a guest room and a patio with a fan, it's going to resemble a log cabin, and I'm going to be in real estate, my business is going to be making over a million dollars, our team's going to have 50 plus agents, and I'm just completely making this up right now. That was a very specific, very clear vision for where I want to be in 10 years. And guess what? If I can picture that every day, it is literally inevitable that it will happen. Inevitable. If I just imagine that every day, I'm going to have the fuel and motivation to do the tedious little things and be consistent every day. And that's what it takes. I think too many of us have really big goals and we see it and we want it so bad but we're showing up half-assed and we're not consistent at all. It's like when we do show up, we just feel bad and can't even show up as the best version of ourselves because we're not consistent and we're lost and confused. And we're like, how do we do this? Why is this so hard? Because you're quitting on yourself every day. You have to show up and do those little things. And it's going to be hard in the beginning, but when you get past the beginning and it starts to become a routine and a habit and it's not a compromise. It's just something you do, whether you want to or not, you get a lot happier. You get a lot more successful. You have deeper, more meaningful connections and relationships with people. And you start surrounding yourself with the kind of people you want to be surrounded by. And guess what? Your vision starts to become a reality. 
You start saving more money. You start browsing those houses that look like what you want. You start planning these big, luxurious vacations that you've always dreamed about because you can. So if you take nothing else away from this, because I digressed a whole lot, I had a lot of things to say that I don't even think I said, but if you want to be successful in your life, number one, define what success means to you. And again, it can be anything. It could be being the best mother in the world. It could be being the number one athlete in the world. It could be earning six figures. It could be traveling to every country in the world, whatever is important to you, whatever you define as success and do not let anyone tell you what it is. Cause it's, it's different for everybody. And only we know, only we know what we want for ourselves and what we consider success. So define it, define the habits that you'll have to create every single day, the little things, the little details that add up, and then just start executing, set that morning routine, find the inspiration and do the little tedious tasks consistently. And when you look back in a year, you will be a totally different person and you don't even know how it happened because you paid attention to those details and you had a vision for where you were going. So define success, set your vision and get to work.